This radio program is PG-13. Parents strongly caution some material may be inappropriate for children under the age of 13. Set me free of the chains holding me. Is anybody out there hearing me? Jesus' mission was to comfort those who mourn, bind up the brokenhearted, Proclaim liberty to captives and open prison doors for those who are bound. For those who want more than status quo Christianity has to offer, Blazing Grace Radio begins now. And here is your host, Mike Janung. Hey, Mike Janung here and welcome back to Blazing Grace Radio. Glad to have you along. And for those of you who might be listening in for the first time and wondering who is Blazing Grace, We are a ministry to persons who struggle with porn addiction, sex addiction, adultery, and we put equal emphasis on the wife's recovery. So we minister to men, women, teens, youth. We have people who come to us for help at every age from age 10 all the way up to age 80. So sex and porn addiction in the church have reached every age group, and we have, so we help everyone. We do counseling for teens. Um, Usually what happens is a couple comes to us for help, and probably the average age of a couple coming to us for help is in their 40s, 50s, sometimes 60s, and then get up there in their 70s too. Because normally what happens is a guy doesn't, tell his wife about his porn problem until he's well into his marriage, even into his 40s and later, their marriage blows up and then they start looking for help. Maybe he doesn't want to get help for a while and then the marriage gets worse. So then eventually they come to us and then, so when we have marriages coming to us in crisis, basically, which I love because I love being on the front lines and fighting for God's people and seeing change and growth and restoration. So one brief announcement. Here in Chandler, Arizona, we have a men's group, a Blazing Grace men's group going. They meet Monday nights at 6.30. Gene and Bo lead that group. And they've been on the show several times. Bo was on it several weeks ago. So if you want to, if you're a, and this is a men's group for men who want to recover from porn addiction, adultery, sex addiction. And then now we have a new wives group, Blazing Grace Wives Group. It's actually led by Jean's wife at a separate location. This is for wives who struggle with porn addiction, whose husbands struggle with porn addiction. And they meet at a separate location, also Monday nights at 630 so if you're interested in participating, getting help in one of those groups, then send us an email or contact us. Go to blazinggrace.org, and we'll hook you up with them. And also, for those of you outside of Arizona or outside of Phoenix, I should say, we have our phone groups, prayer groups by phone, by Zoom. Prayer groups are free. So feel free to participate, especially in the prayer groups, because every single believer should be participating in a prayer group these days especially in the dark times that we're in. 
And wow, <laughs> spiritual warfare, uh, being on a frontline ministry like this, I get my share of spiritual warfare in the last 24 hours have been been up there. Uh, last night or yesterday, I was talking to a woman on the phone who I'll be interviewing next week. And I started talking to her a minute into the call. All of a sudden, the phones went down, called her back, phone disconnected again. And then I told her after the second time, wow, somebody really doesn't want me or wants, wants this phone call to happen. I slept horrible last night. Um, one of those nights you don't sleep well and some praying off and on. And then this morning, I go into the office and just like chaos, not from our team in the office, but just from things going outside the office that was coming at us. And so it was chaos and stress leading up to the moment that I left to drive here to the studio. So uh, it's game on. (laughs) And it's been game on for decades, actually, with the spiritual battle against the church. And we are a church at war. So the question always has to be, are we acting like a church at war? Are we acting like a church that is in a country that has lost significant ground and the enemy is taking more ground day by day? Are we equipping people to be overcomers? Are we talking about openly about the issues that are people are struggling with? And that's one of the things we endeavor to do at this show is open up wide the issues and the areas where people are struggling with and in bondage to. And so today I've already started to touch on spiritual warfare, and, and a big key of, to that is prayer. And I texted a buddy of mine and said, hey, I'm taping today. Would you pray for me? And prayer is a big deal, but also knowing who you are in Christ. I am God's son. And so we are his beloved sons and daughters. You have to understand and believe in your identity in Christ. Prayer is big. Identity in Christ is big. And sometimes perseverance is a big deal. So some of these spiritual battles, Arnold was over in just a minute after you say a prayer. Sometimes they can go on um, hours or even a day or so, and then just on and off, and that's because that can be because God, there's something God wants to do and the enemy sees what's coming down the pike and he wants to do everything he can to throw you off. So perseverance, sometimes you just, you just got to stand there and let the storm blow by and you keep going, you keep fighting and you keep resisting. Submit to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Each of you who are a believer in Jesus Christ you have the Holy Spirit of the living God in you. You have more power than you realize. Prayer is your most powerful weapon. And then right there alongside that is the Word of God, knowing the truth. Knowing the truth of what he says in scriptures about you and about the spiritual battle. And then what our role is to be as believers. It's not to be comfortable, comf- comfortable Christians sitting on the sidelines who go into church Sunday morning, take in the show or the performance, and then go home, and then nothing changes, and we continue to lose ground. That is not equipping people and challenging people for the battle ahead. So today I'm going to be talking about three areas, three key areas that I believe that if we as a church were to delve into, 
we would have an enormous impact. And the first one is spiritual warfare, like I just mentioned. And I know that's not a positive or encouraging topic, but believe me, your home is not safe from spiritual attack or the enemy coming against your kids and flipping them, you know, getting them exposed to pornography or whatever it is. So we have to realize our homes are not spiritual safe zones all the time. They can be with prayer, and we pray a lot at home, but there's still times when the enemy gets in and he messes with and causes strife, and we have to realize our homes, our churches, and our families are in an intense spiritual battle. So I'm talking about spiritual warfare, youth, and sex. Those are the three areas we really need to be punching in on these days. I'm going to hit all three today. And so I have in front of me a survey from the general social survey that was posted recently, actually in 2021. And they have a survey of the religious affiliation of youth, 18 to 35-year-olds, millennium, And in 1988, 80% identified as Christians, 18 to 35-year-olds. Think about that. 1988, 80%. That's a pretty high number. Fast forward to 2021, and the number dropped like a lead balloon to 48%. That's a huge chunk gone of youth that no longer identify as Christians. And at the same time, in 1988, those who had no affiliation with any kind of religion, they were at 7%. Today, the nuns are at 45%. So we are losing our youth. And I've had guests on who have spoken to that they see that 80% of our youth are walking away from the church by their early 20s for various reasons. And my question is, why aren't we talking about this from the pulpit on Sunday morning? We should be warning parents, hey, 80%. That means if you've got four kids like I do, you've got a high probability that unless significant things change, three of your kids might walk away from God by the time they're in their early 20s. Why aren't we talking about this openly Sunday morning? Man, we should be like pulling out all the stops and we should be talking about this Sunday morning and saying, parents, you cannot play games with your walk with God. Your kids are watching you. They're watching your relationship with the Lord, your prayer life. And dads, if you're viewing pornography, which stats show that two-thirds of Christian men are viewing porn, um, that's not exactly going to be a good example for youth either. They can smell a phony. Our kids are pretty sharp. We have to start talking about this opening from the pulpit that there's, we have lost, we are losing and have lost wide segments of our youth in the church. And the video monitors and the other things, we're not equipping them and speaking into their lives in the areas they're struggling with and getting wiped out with. So spiritual warfare is intense with teenagers. The enemy is trying to take them out before they even hit their 20s. Suicide is the number two cause of death with teens today. 
the number one cause of death with our youth is accidental death like a car accident or something like that. So where does suicide come from? That, that's from losing hope. That's buying into a lie that there is no hope. We've got to start fighting for our youth and quit hiding from this stuff. I mean, yeah, okay, we're, we're in the middle of our Bible study, our verse by verse study of First Corinthians, blah, blah, and, and that's not that that's a bad thing, but how much longer are we going to watch the youth exit out the back door while we do nothing? And, you know, I've been, I've talked openly that we've been looking for a church here locally, and I have not heard this mentioned from a single church from the pulpit once, not only in Arizona, but also in Colorado we lived. Why is it we're not talking about the reality of what's going on here and that we need to have some significant changes and and most importantly, we've got to be on our knees praying. And I'm going to keep screaming from the rafters that we need to become houses of prayer. Prayer is our most powerful weapon. The early church began with seven days of prayer. And after seven days of prayer, Peter did his first message, which you can read in minutes, and 3,000 people came to Christ. But our churches, most of them are not houses of prayer. I mean, I'm on 95%. I can't even find a church that spends time in prayer here locally. That's not the way it should be when we're given the model of a church that's devoted to fellowship, prayer, and the Word. We do one out of three. We do uh, the Word and we do the worship band. Prayer is critical right now. We need to be praying and tearing down the heavens for our youth for those who are in bondage to sin, we've got to be equipping our youth in these areas. We've got to be speaking them, to them openly about the sexual issues that many are getting in, uh, in bondage to. And I can say this because we're having more and more teens coming to us for help who are addicted to pornography. When's the last time you had anybody from the pulpit talk about youth being addicted to porn, let alone adults addicted to porn, which... Those numbers are up at the two-thirds number, two-thirds of men viewing porn numbers. But sexting is blowing up. And yes, mom and dad, that's your sweet little Jimmy and your sweet little Karen. We got to start opening this stuff up. We got to stop backing down from it. We got to start talking openly that something is going wrong here and we're not ministering to people where they're struggling. So... <clears throat> For the rest of this show, I'll be back. I'm talking about sex and pornography, (laughs) as you've heard me, in the context of the five non-negotiables that a man must do if he wants freedom from pornography. So there's no negotiating with these things. If if you're in, in bondage to porn, you've got to do them. And there's a lot more to this than just hey, show me not how to look at pictures. So first off, James 5.16. Confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. You must meet with another man or group for the purpose of accountability support, encouragement, and prayer once a week, every week for the rest of your life. That doesn't mean you have to go to a support group for the rest of your life. But isolation, 
must be rooted out from your life. Most Christians, I'm talking 80% plus, are isolated, which is why there's such an epidemic of pornography in the church. When COVID hit in 2020 and everybody was forced into isolation and lockdowns, our request for help just shot right through the roof, which shows us the problems we have with dealing with being alone in silence and isolation and what our true coping mechanisms are. You have to be connected with another brother once a week. And this goes just as much for women. Ladies, you got to be connected with another sister too. We have to remove isolation from the church. Acts 2.42, they were devoted to fellowship. We're not devoted to fellowship. A performance-driven service is not enough. So what that means is we break people up into small groups of two or three. We have them share. We have them pray for each other. And you would make an enormous impact on believers today. Next, the second of the five non-negotiables. You must make and execute an action plan to remove all the stumbling blocks of temptation that are under your control. And in Matthew 5, we're taught, if, if your right hand caused you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better that you lose one of your members than for your whole body to go into hell. And Jesus is talking to everyone. He's talking to believers and he's, he's talking to everyone. So you can't just say, well, that's just for unbelievers. No, he's talking to everyone. And some people have this attitude like, well, God, would you take it away from me? Meanwhile, guys are binging on their phone every day or, or whatever it is once a week. No, he puts the responsibility on cutting off the stumbling blocks in our hands. And this is a principle that goes across the board, whether you're struggling with porn or lust or masturbation or pride or arrogance or overeating or drugs or alcohol or whatever it is, we are responsible for cutting off the stumbling blocks of sin under our control. So if you have Netflix or something at home and it's a stumbling block, turn it off. Or Apple TV or whatever it is. Put an app on your phone that has the function that will send an accountability report to your wife or a buddy or both. And from where I sit, um, the porn blocking feature is okay, but I have never heard of a guy who could not get around the porn blocking feature when he wanted to. It's like a challenge. And it really doesn't take much. I'm not going to give you any hints here, but so you must cut off the stumbling blocks under your control. No more playing games with sin. That doesn't mean we don't grapple with it. That doesn't mean we're going to live a perfect life. Um, That's not happened this side of eternity, but we have to start going after the areas that are taking us down. Then, on a weekly or a bi-weekly basis, husbands, make and keep an appointment with your wife where she can ask you any question she wants. This has several purposes. One, for accountability in the marriage, but also to rebuild trust. Because trust is rebuilt by our actions and what The big mistake a lot of guys make is they don't want to tell their wives anything and then she starts battling with fear and insecurity. So that that flares her up. 
So when you do this where you meet together once every one to two weeks, that resolves that issue, but also it relieves the pressure of her to want to keep asking, hey, how you doing, how you doing, how you doing? And so when you have a, a weekly or a biweekly appointment, you're rebuilding trust in your marriage, but you're also um, taking up humility because it takes humility to answer those questions when she looks you in the eye and says, hey, how you doing with porn and masturbation? And you know you have to answer those questions. It will help you because the next time you're tempted, you will think long and hard about, man, I'm going to have to tell her next week. <laughs> I don't really want to do that. So see, see what I'm saying here? It's going to make you think twice before you go jumping off the cliff. And it, it rebuilds. Trust, which is a big deal. Trust is the cornerstone of every relationship. It is the cornerstone of marriage. If you don't have trust, you don't have a relationship. So this is a critical piece. And when she asks those questions, do not get defensive. And whatever you do, do not lie, which is the fourth non-negotiable, which is all lying and hiding must stop. So no matter what your wife asks you from this day forward, do not lie. If she looks at you and says, hey, did you masturbate yesterday? And you did, do not lie. I've heard a lot of wives say that the lying hurts them more than what the husband did. So and a lot of guys are blind to this fact, but this goes back to trust being the cornerstone of marriage and of every relationship. Do not lie. Own up to it. That way you can both – then you can both move forward. But the thing is our wives just look at us and they know when we're lying. I mean they got that sixth sense thing going and you know, every once in a while my wife will look at me and say, are you OK? And I'm you know, having a ba- had a bad day or whatever. No, no, no. I'm fine. And it's not that I did porn or anything but I just had a rough day and didn't want to talk about it. And she gives me that look, that look like you're full of it. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Nah. <laughs> All right. No, I, I'm not okay. I didn't have the best day. I just don't want to f- talk about it. But when it comes to asking those questions about how you're doing with lust, do not lie. You will raise, You will keep your marriage broken and torn apart if you lie. That has to be removed. No matter what you know, no matter what she asks, do not lie. The Levit- Leviticus 19:11, simple, one of the Ten Commandments: Do not lie. And then the fifth non-negotiable is. You must work to resolve the heart issues that are driving your sex addiction or your porn addiction or or whatever it is because this is not as simple as having a little bit of accountability and going to a group. There are always core root issues from the heart that drive sexual sin and pornography and what those are usually is lies. I don't care who I'm working with, man, woman. After I spend time with them, there's always a package of somewhere between eight and ten lies that get exposed that we ended up praying through, breaking and renouncing. And those lies are what drive the sexual sin. And until those lies are broken, until that bondage is broken, and then chances are sky high, then you will stay in bondage to this stuff. And a lot of guys, 
um, let's face it, we, a lot of us came from fathers who were not emotionally engaged or involved or knew how to be. Most men grew up in homes, and I'm talking Christian homes too, where dad was just checked out. He just did his job, did his thing, came home, went to bed, and that's about all we got from him. And, and in extreme cases, there was physical abuse or beatings. So you have to be willing to go there and face your heart and face the heart wounds and face the things that are taking you down. And that's where the healing comes from and that's where the light and the sunshine begins to shine in from the Holy Spirit. The love and the joy and the peace come from and the hope come from both for you and your wife. So hey, if you're hurting and you want help, don't mess around. Contact us, participate in one of our groups, eight-week course for men, 10-week course for wives. Um, There's my books, and I want to challenge you, keep challenging you, um, work with us, and let's set up a conference to make a difference. Thanks, and we'll see you next time. Do you want to be free? Blazing Grace is a nonprofit international ministry for the sexually broken and the spouse. Please visit us at blazinggrace.org for information on Mike Janung's books, groups, counseling, or to have Mike speak at your organization. You can email us at email at blazinggrace.org or call our office in Chandler, Arizona at 719-888-5144. Again, visit us at blazinggrace.org. Email us at email at blazinggrace.org or call the office at 719-888-5144.